we've come to the end of the uh, first five books of Moses. Uh, now, Deuteronomy, uh, very exciting book. I'm not going to ask who's read Deuteronomy, <laughs> but for those who have, or those who have heard about Deuteronomy, what's the first thing that comes to your mind? Or what's one thing that comes to your mind? Fifth book of Moses. Well, yes. <laughs> Thank you, David. Um, second yeah. law. Yeah, second law, yeah. Yep. Because yeah. I have to stay in Sunday school. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So, yeah, a few things that come to mind um, in Deuteronomy. Now, I don't know about you, but... Um, there's no German speaker here, but it's really easy to remember these books in German because it's one Moses, two Moses, three Moses, four Moses, and five Moses. So that's how easy it is to remember in that language uh, when we talk about these books. Okay, so um, the fifth book uh, in the Bible, so the number five speaks of man's responsibility uh, towards man and towards God. And Deuteronomy is a book about man's responsibility. Uh, it yeah, seems to have a uh, repetition of the law, um, but it's not all a repetition. So um, bear that in mind. Uh, it's man's responsibility because uh, also from now, when Daniel spoke about the last parts of Numbers, uh, there was another generation that had uh, arisen after the first previous uh, generation perished in the wilderness. So this so-called repetition of the law uh, was to prepare the second generation that was entering into the promised land because they basically knew nothing about the law that God gave to Moses uh, uh, back in that time. So uh, Deuteronomy, it was written around the same times as Leviticus and Numbers uh, during the uh, wilderness journey of the children of Israel, so around 1500 or 1400 BC, uh, that was the time uh, that it was written. Um, who wrote Deuteronomy? It's not a trick question. Moses. But how do we know that Moses wrote Deuteronomy? Is there any proof? Is there any proof that Moses wrote Deuteronomy? Yes, there is. Uh, one is in Matthew. So they're all in the New Testament. Uh, Matthew chapter 22 and verse 24. This is a very interesting uh, dialogue between uh, some group of people called the Sadducees uh, who don't believe in a resurrection and then they just pluck out something that Moses uh, commands uh, from the book of Deuteronomy. So they say to him in verse 24, Teacher, Moses said, if anyone die not having children, his brother shall marry his wife, and so on and so forth. Uh, so that's in Deuteronomy chapter 25. That's a provision that God gave to the people uh, in the case that this particular event uh, occurs. Now, I'm not sure whether that event's actually occurred before uh, in history. The Sadducees probably just made up a story. So... Uh, we see uh, uh, that they attribute Deuteronomy to Moses as the author. The next one in Acts chapter 3, verse 22. This is uh, Peter uh, preaching uh, at Pentecost. 
He says, Moses indeed said, A prophet shall the Lord your God raise up to you out of your brethren like me. Him shall you hear in everything whatsoever he shall say to you. Where is that found? In Deuteronomy chapter 18, when Moses speaks to the people and says to them, along the same lines as Peter and then Stephen later in Acts chapter 7, he also tells the Jews uh, that Moses said, a prophet shall arise among you. Hebrews chapter 12 and verse 21. Now this is again talking about some uh, event that happened uh, to, to Israel. Uh, so fearful was the sight. Moses said, I am exceedingly afraid and full of trembling. Where's that? Deuteronomy chapter 9 and verse 19. So you can see that the New Testament, the Lord Jesus, Peter, Stephen, and arguably Paul in Hebrews, all attribute the writing of Deuteronomy or the authorship of Deuteronomy to Moses. The other thing that's peculiar is uh, Moses and the offices that he filled as prophet and priest Probably not king because he was not directly king, but he was ruler over Israel. He's the only person in the scriptures other than Christ to fill those three offices, priest, prophet, and king. Let's read um, a little bit of, uh, I'll give you the references of him as priest in Exodus chapter 32 uh, from verse 31. Um, that's after the people of Israel had committed their sin. And Moses goes up and intercedes uh, to the Lord on behalf of the people. So that's him acting as priest. And on a few other occasions, he also interceded for the people, for, to the Lord on behalf of the people. Uh, so that was his function as a priest. As a prophet, well, that's in Deuteronomy chapter 24. And uh, in verses 10 to 12... I may not have the right section, but that's uh, Moses uh, giving a little bit of a prophecy. But there is another scripture that, that uh, says there arose no prophet other like Moses. Um, so, again, we see that Moses was indeed a prophet. Uh, and then uh, as king, uh, although he didn't function properly as king, uh, he was a ruler over Israel. And that's in chapter 33 uh, and verses 4 and 5. So we can see the three different types of offices Moses filled similar to the Lord. Uh, so there are some peculiarities and some similarities between him and Christ. Sorry? Chapter 34 and verse 10. Ah, thank you very much. Thank you, Basim. Chapter 34, verse 10, yes. There arose no prophet since Israel, since in Israel like Moses whom the Lord knew face to face. So that's a very interesting part. Now, there's also some similar interesting things that we can gather from Leviticus, Numbers, and Deuteronomy. Um, Greg mentioned this long, long time ago when we first started having Bible studies. Uh, he did mention things like uh, Leviticus can be seen as the priest's handbook because there's a lot of priesthood mentioned and there's a lot of sacrifices, instruction for the priests. Numbers could be seen as a Levite's handbook where there's instruction for Levites. Uh, 
and there's a service of the Levites. Deuteronomy, the people's handbook, because it's instructions for the whole people as a nation. So you can remember those uh, in that way as well. Uh, Some features in the book of Deuteronomy. Uh, Well, some interesting features, in fact. uh, Remember when the Lord Jesus was uh, tempted by the devil in the wilderness uh, in Matthew's Gospel? Uh, What did he say to Satan? It is written. And where did he quote from? Deuteronomy. Again, he places the book of Deuteronomy in very high regard. Uh, And we can see in each of the temptations, uh, that's all in Matthew chapter 4, we can see the book of Deuteronomy quoted. And the chapters are... Uh, Deuteronomy chapter 8, verse 3, chapter 6, verse 16, and chapter 6, verse 13, where these quotations had come from the Lord Jesus when he was replying to Satan. Uh, Another peculiar thing in Deuteronomy is the expression, the place where the Lord your God shall choose. Have any of you heard of that expression before? the place where the Lord your God will choose. And that's a place of worship where God chooses for his own people. And that's mentioned uh, at least 21 times uh, throughout the book. So it's really important to to be wary that God has a place in mind for those to gather together and worship him. Uh, And the other... uh, Things in uh, Deuteronomy, there's a lot of New Testament quotations from Deuteronomy. So if you were to ignore the book of Deuteronomy and then you were reading the New Testament, you'd be like, where are these quotes coming from? You know, you're getting quotes from the Old Testament left, right and center and you're ignoring uh, the Old Testament books and Deuteronomy. Well, uh, it won't be of much benefit. I'll give you a uh, example of um, some of the quotes from Deuteronomy and the New Testament. So, uh, chap- chapter 25, verse 4. Uh, th- that's probably uh, like a, uh, a bit of an obscure uh, uh, verse, but it is there for a reason. It says, uh, Thou shalt not muzzle the ox when he treads out the corn. Now, that's in the New Testament, believe it or not. Um, the apostle, when writing it, quotes this very verse. Uh, it's in two places, actually, in the New Testament. First uh, Corinthians 9, verse 9. We're not going to look at them right now because of time. And First Timothy 5, verse 18. So um, I will gather together a lot of these quotes from Deuteronomy and correspond them with the New Testament. Uh, so that you can have a look at them in your time. Now, just lastly, uh, the division of Deuteronomy. So, uh, chapter... Well, it was quite some time ago we studied Deuteronomy on uh, Wednesday nights at a prayer meeting. So, uh, some of us may remember uh, that we did. Uh, So, chapter 1 through to chapter 4, verse 40, is one section which provides the historical discourse of Moses. So that's a review of what God did for the nation of Israel uh, throughout the wilderness journeys. Uh, And in fact, it's in chapter 1, verse 2, that it says there are 11 days' journey from Horeb by the way of Mount Seir to Kadesh Barnea. So the Israelites were supposed to have taken 11 days. Why did it take 40 years? Well, we know the story. 
so that's a historical discourse, what God did in the past. Then from chapter 4, verse 41, through the end of chapter 30, is uh, what we call a legal and prophetic discourse. So that's where you get a uh, so-called repetition of the law, but it's basically a reminder to the new generation who basically knew nothing uh, about the law that was given before. Uh, it's a reminder to them and preparing them to enter into the land. So it's what God expects of them and uh, what he will do uh, with them in the land. And chapters 31 to the end, uh, it's the final discourse of Moses and a conclusion. Uh, and in that final discourse, we see a song that Moses wrote as well in chapter 32. Uh, read chapter 32, verse 4. Sorry, verse 3. Uh, the, from the second part of verse 3. Ascribe greatness unto our God. He is the rock. His work is perfect. For all his ways are righteousness. A God of faithfulness without deceit. Just and right is he. Are these words familiar to you? Yeah. We often sometimes see them uh, in afternoons uh, on a Sunday. So if you're singing songs like these and not knowing where they're from, you're missing out. It's from Deuteronomy. So that's why you should read the book of Deuteronomy. Uh, because there are some parts and uh, in the scripture that have been formed into you know, little songs or choruses that we sing as well. The other feature is in chapters 27 and 28. Um, Gerizim and Ebal, Blessings and Curses. So they're fairly lengthy chapters. Um, so we're reminded that God's blessings for Israel were conditional. So they were an earthly people. And their blessings and curses were earthly. We're a heavenly people and our blessings are unconditional and heavenly and spiritual. So that's a stark difference between us and the children of Israel. And then uh, obviously in chapter 33 we have the blessings of the uh, sons of Jacob, the tribes of Israel. Uh, that you can also compare with Genesis 49. So there's differences... In Deuteronomy, um, he doesn't go in birth order of the sons of Jacob, uh, and uh, Simeon is left out from those blessings. So, in your time, you can look at the differences between Genesis 49 and Deuteronomy 33 and see uh, what God wants to say in terms of uh, looking at these blessings uh, to the sons of Jacob. There's other features in Deuteronomy, but that's basically an overview and a summary of the book. And again, that's why you should read Deuteronomy. The Lord placed them in high regard when he quoted Satan, Peter, John, sorry, not John, maybe John, Paul, uh, Stephen. They also attribute Deuteronomy uh, to Moses as part of the divine word of God. Uh, even some of the Lord's enemies uh, attribute Deuteronomy as uh, Moses being the author. So that's why Deuteronomy should be held in high regard.